Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday podcast. It's the 26th of December 2023. I'm Andy Eubank and the podcast is brought to you today by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com to learn more or stop by your local branch and talk about your ag operation today. Eric Pfeiffer and Sabrina Halverson on the news today, including avoiding a USDA shutdown and an important pesticide reversal by EPA. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin is here. He says it will get colder. Snow in the forecast, too. And C.J. Miller has a review of the Friday markets with analysis from Brian Basting. All straight ahead on the Who's Your Ag Today Tuesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. Making agriculture your life's work comes with challenges that can leave you feeling alone. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. And when you're a member of ACI, you have agribusiness advocates in your corner, similar agribusiness members to network with, and opportunities for continued education. If your business serves Indiana agriculture, we need your perspective and hope you'll become a member of ACI. Visit inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Trying to avoid a USDA shutdown and good news for users of chlorpyrifos. I'm Eric Pfeiffer reporting on the latest news in agriculture on Hoosier Ag Today. Congress will have about eight legislative days when lawmakers return in January to pass trillions in spending to avoid shutting down USDA and a handful of other agencies. It all comes down to interpreting a deal. The one ousted House Speaker Kevin McCarthy made with President Biden last spring that formalized a top-line spending figure, but had a handshake side deal for billions to soften cuts. New Speaker Mike Johnson says he wasn't part of that handshake deal and will only abide by the formal figure written into the Fiscal Responsibility Act. We're all hands on deck on the appropriations bills. As we know, we have looming deadlines, and, and we all agreed on that. But what we also agreed to was what's written in the law, and that's the FRA numbers on top line. Without a full agreement, funding runs out on January 19th for USDA, its food agencies, transportation, housing and urban development, and veterans programs, followed on February 2nd by state, defense, commerce, labor, HHS, and others. But Senate Appropriations Chair Democrat Patty Murray lays the blame for any shutdown on Republicans. Three months into this current fiscal year, House Republicans want to pull the rug out from the rest of us and go back on their word and the deal that they cut. But Murray's reference to the deal includes the tens of billions in the Biden-McCarthy informal side agreement Johnson rejected. The Speaker also refuses to do more short-term spending extensions and threatens to trigger automatic across-the-board cuts without agreement on individual agency spending bills by April 30th. 
Be sure to check out the upcoming Big Iron online auction on Thursday, December 28th, featuring Coalites. There are plenty of well-maintained pieces of equipment up for bid at multiple locations in Indiana and Ohio, including a 2013 Case IH Patriot 4430 self-propelled sprayer, a 2012 John Deere 4940 self-propelled sprayer, a 2006 Terra Gator 8103 floater chemical applicator, and much more. No reserves and all items are lien-free, so register and place your bid today at BigIron.com. Growers can soon once again include chlorpyrifos in their crop maintenance tools, with more details, here's Sabrina Halverson. The Environmental Protection Agency has done a 180 and proposed rules in line with growers' needs on the use of the widely deployed pesticide chlorpyrifos. The EPA says it will reverse its 2021 partial ban as ordered by the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals. Chlorpyrifos has been used as a pesticide since 1965 in both agricultural and non-agricultural areas. It's one of the most used pesticides in the nation and is used on dozens of crops, from blueberries and corn to pumpkins and even golf courses. The ban was enacted in 2021, though it did not go into effect until February of 2022. It only applied to food and feed crops. Crops that were not for consumption by either humans or livestock were exempt. American Farm Bureau attorney Travis Cushman says AFB sued the EPA in the Eighth Circuit after years of legal battles initially started in 2007 by environmental groups the Pesticide Action Network of North America and the Natural Resources Defense Council. A lot of groups uh, continue to fight us. They have had some success in that circuit and they keep on going there. And the EPA uh, has often been hamstrung and, and had their hands tied and many of its actions. On November 2nd of this year, the Eighth Circuit issued a ruling vacating EPA's final rule and remanding the matter to EPA for further proceedings. In a statement issued December 19th, the EPA stated upon issuance of the Eighth Circuit's mandate, the previous Colferifos rules would automatically be in effect once again. A date for that mandate has not yet been set. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it. Operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Cold or air trying to take control over the region here as we move through your Tuesday. Frontal boundary work through yesterday and into last night. Uh, we may still be dealing with some warmer air in eastern parts of the state through the first part of the day today, but colder air is pushing in from the west. Some gusty winds associated with that as well. However, for today, I don't think we see much precipitation at all. Plenty of clouds still rotating in, but uh, for most of this afternoon and tonight, I think we're in a dry slot here with the large-scale upper-level low still trying to exit the western Corn Belt upper Midwest. It'll move tomorrow through Thursday across the Great Lakes, and I think as it does that, we have to leave the door open here to some on-again, off-again light snow showers, but coverage doesn't look to be that great tomorrow. 30% Thursday, probably 30% as well. What we do see is probably a better chance of snow in northern Indiana Thursday, midday, and afternoon, trying to rotate in out of the north and even northeast, and the better shot of snow for tonight and tomorrow 
likely down in southern Indiana. Still, cold air is the dominant feature here. Plenty of wind around. This tries to move away as we move through Friday, midday, and afternoon. I think we see better sunshine potential. We stay chilly for Saturday, but not quite as cold. Reinforcing shot of cold air coming Sunday into Monday, the New Year's Day holiday. With that advancing surge in cold air, have to keep an eye out for a few hit-and-miss snow showers for Monday the 1st, but nothing dramatic. Going through Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week, temperatures are going to try and moderate once again. Maybe not too as warm of level as what we saw pre-Christmas but definitely seeing some warmer air trying to come in. Uh, going through the longer haul forecast, getting out toward day number 10, another surge of cold air maybe next Thursday the 4th into Friday the 5th. This is coming straight out of the Canadian prairies, so I think Mother Nature is going to play yo-yo with us just a little bit here, trying to bounce back and forth. However, through most of it, I'm not seeing large-scale precipitation from here forward into early parts of 2024. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Soybean and wheat futures getting a little bit of a boost before Christmas. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today's Friday Farm Market Review. With grain market analysis, it's time to check in with Brian Basting with Advanced Trading. He and I spoke before the end of trade on Friday. Brian, a little bit of a boost for soybean and wheat futures, but not much movement either way for corn futures Friday. Now we've got uncertainty about the weather trends, CJ. We've got uh, some people calling for a little bit more rainfall in Brazil uh, to, to begin 2024, uh, which has kept the market on edge. Corn is, is they had a little bit of a rebound on Thursday, but um, it just can't sustain momentum up to now. Uh, looking at ample supplies of corn here. Um, export market is okay, but just not enough to re- reignite the market. I think one thing I'll, I'll share with your listeners, CJ, is that January 12th, three weeks away, will be a series of reports that will be very important. So I'd encourage your listeners to be prepared prior to those reports because often the markets can move quite a bit. But back to the short-term markets, kind of a light holiday trade. I think that we expect that to persist here. Uh, through the holiday. Well, Brian, I would imagine a lot of traders and investors are taking this final week of 2023 off altogether. Yeah, I do want to wish your ho- wish uh, your your listeners a very joyous holiday season here, CJ, and, and uh, hope they get to spend time with their family and friends. But um, yeah, typically that's what happens. This year, the, the one exception maybe, CJ, is the soybean market. I think we've got enough uncertainty about what's going on in Brazil with the weather market, those beans are setting and filling pods. It will be like for central uh, Indiana about the 1st of August, middle of August anyway, when we know that the weather can really add or subtract yield. So uh, that would be the one exception. But there's always macro things going on. And worldwide, we all know that there's a lot going on in the world right now. But historically, it's a, it's a quiet week trading line. And Brian, looking back on 2023, what are some of the main takeaways from the grain markets this past year? I would just strongly encourage your listeners, CJ, to defend their balance sheet. Uh, markets are always full of surprises. 2023 was no different. Uh, pleased to hear that, generally speaking, they had some tremendous yields in the eastern Corn Belt there in Indiana, Ohio. Um, but each year has surprises. So some are bullish, some are bearish. Just encourage your listeners to use the marketing tools available to them to defend their balance sheet because um, we really want it to uh, take advantage uh, of these good yields, the good production we had in 2023. 
prices for corn are much lower than they have been, but um, the markets are looking different than they have been the last couple of years, whereas the price for beans are still very attractive historically. So um, um, markets are always uh, teaching us, uh, for lack of a better phrase, CJ, and I think 2023, uh, some more important lessons learned. And just go in with an open mind in 2024 to be a student of the markets and um, defend your balance sheet. Economist Brian Basting there from Advanced Trading. You can reach him at 309-664-2314. Settlements from Friday. March corn up just half a penny at 473. May also half a penty higher at 485 and three quarters. January soybeans gaining two and a half at 1299 and three quarters. March beans four and a half higher at 1306 and a quarter. And March wheat up three and three quarters to six and a quarter. February live cattle down 15 cents to 168.52 and February lean hogs climbing 62 cents to 71.35. I'm CJ Miller. Who's your ag today? Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.